You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Money. Biggest kick of the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Snap good, hold good, and Raiders in. Charges out, Steelers in. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, J Rod, with you on a Tuesday coming up about an hour, twenty minutes from now. Bob Nightingale will join us. Talk MLB races, the award races, which pretty much are over, but which ones maybe there's still some value on. And uh, we got lightning bets later in the show. But for the next hour, Nick Astrew is going to join us. Excited to have him with us. Talk some NFL, some college football, some baseball later on. Nick, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Good to see Good to see y'all again. Yeah, we're excited to have you on the show. And uh, Nick, we, we want to jump around a bunch of different topics this hour when you're with us. But let's start with the NFL. And, you know, we're getting to that time of the year where we're just trying to hone in on the teams we like this year. We don't. Who we're going to fade. Who we're going to be on. So let's talk about some of those teams that we don't want to bet on. J-Rod kind of touched on it. He's got some that he doesn't want to bet on this year. Nick, let's start with the Chargers. We played the clip. Al Michaels talking, you know, weeks 18 last year, overtime, Chargers, Raiders. And, I mean, the situation was quite clear. If that game ended in a tie, they both go to the playoffs. It didn't end in a tie. You know, Brandon Staley makes the decision. It lets the Raiders have a chance at a field goal. They kick it. Boom. They're in the playoffs. Chargers go home. Nick, where are you? A lot of hype on the Chargers. Where are you on the Chargers and Brandon Staley as we head to year two of Herbert Staley together? It, Brandon Staley is so unpredictable, isn't he? I, that, that's what worries me because I don't know if there's going to be a fourth and seven with two and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter with them down one. And instead of kicking a field goal, he decides to go and try to march downfield the rest of the way. I, I, I don't know with him. So it's incredibly complicated to sit here and predict the Chargers. I mean, the public loves them week one, or loves the Raiders, sorry, week one uh, already against them. Raiders are plus three and a half. And 86% is in on the Raiders right now at BetMGM. So there's a lot of people that probably look at the Chargers and say, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna hold off a little bit. Look, they're talented. We know the offensive line they have. Clearly, we know the quarterback that they have. They The expectations in the toughest division in football in the AFC West are still playoffs for this team. That's the next step for them. You know, you have to worry a little bit. With with a head coach like Brandon Staley that takes the risks that he does, sometimes those pay off, right? And you look like a genius. But when those don't pay off, everybody's criticizing you. Then there's questions, whether it's within the locker room or it's within somewhere in the organization. And that stuff starts to – it starts to spread like a weed if it doesn't uh, come to fruition in a more positive way, right? Like if those risks that Brandon Staley takes uh, – don't win them games, or in this case, like last year, they don't make the playoffs essentially because of it. That's 
that's a major problem, and that's something you have to worry about. I'm not saying he's on the hot seat or anything, but you know, if they don't live up to expectations, it's certainly going to be an issue. And people have already thrown his name around about like, well, you know, Sean Payton's going to be probably available next year, and they've tied him to the Chargers already, like the Dolphins and the Cowboys. It's I just don't know what to do with the Chargers at all, so I probably would just stay away from them on a consistent basis until I get a little more of a feel of the season. Yeah, I think they're unpredictable. Yeah. I think the, you hit you hit the right word there, Nate. They're totally unpredictable. I went to the Eagles Chargers game last year here in Philadelphia, and they had a they had a fourth down and one with like a minute to go in the game. They're up three. Chargers are up three about a minute to go. Fourth down around the twenty five yard line. It's I think it was like fourth and two. The field goal puts them up six points less than a minute to go. Eagles are out of timeouts, right? That seems like the play. Go up, you know, make the Eagles have to go the length of the field. Instead, he goes for it. I mean, he went for it. They got it. They ended the game. The Eagles never got the football back. But And that's just a small one. I mean, he went for fourth down in his own territory last year, Bunch J-Rod. Like, but Staley, he pushes the envelope. And, and I when it works... Like there might be a year in his career where he pushes all the right buttons and his team goes 14 and three, like that, because that's what happens with the volatility mm-hmm. of these decisions. But last year they missed the playoffs and a lot of expectations. Jared, I, I think the charges are fascinating because this coach and he spoke to Peter King this week for football morning America. He's not changing who he is. He, he's doubling down. This is the way he wants to coach. Yeah. What, what I, what struck me more than just the great access that Peter King gets is that I think, Brandon Staley was a coach who didn't know or overestimated his personnel. In other words, to be able to do that stuff, you've got to have a great defense. And his defense stunk. Like, like you can say whatever you want about going on fourth down. They didn't make the playoffs last year because they lost three of their last four games. And they and in those games, they gave up 34 points, 41 points, and 35 points. That's why they didn't make the playoffs. Now, you want to go, you know, you want to go for it on your own territory, fine, but you better have a defense that could that could hold. And they didn't have that. Now, they've addressed that they got Khalil Mack they've already got Bosa so they've they've tried to address that which may make him look smarter but I think he was just a guy who overestimated what kind of a defense he had could have been um and that that's a good point I mean when it comes to him and the Nick my question last year and I brought this up a lot of the show last year is does this work in the NFL like in baseball you play the percentages there's 162 games Mm -hmm. as a manager you may screw up a, a four or five times a year. But for the most part, if you have the right numbers and you know what you're doing, it's going to work more than it does, right? It evens itself out over 162. Does it work in football? Like, can you be Mr. Analytics in football? Because it's such a short sample. Like, if you screw up three or four games, your season is done. Like, you're going to miss the playoffs. I just, I think they're fascinating because Brandon Staley could win a Super Bowl. He also could get fired after this year. Like, both of those outcomes are absolutely on the table. Do you think it works what he does in football? Can it work in football? The spotlight is much brighter on a coach and on a team, right? How often do we hear the right. the stats of like when teams that start off 0-2 only have a 27% chance to make the playoffs or whatever the case is, you can look at a season and say it's spiraling out of control after the first two weeks. Yeah, in baseball, 162 games, the spotlight is not as bright on every single play, every single inning, every single managerial decision, unless you're Tony La Russa and you're falling asleep in the dugout, then that's a whole different story. But Tony La Russa is clearly the outlier of what's going on while fans are helping him make lineup decisions and pinch runners it, it that's not the normal case in baseball but in the nfl one it's also just the nfl so there's going to be more of a spotlight in you in general but when you have a, a smaller sample size when you have a shorter season when everything matters more each week and then by the way it's not just 
the game, but it's the week after and the constant discussion because there is no more games to generate any new real storylines other than what already happened in the game or injuries or whatever the case is. So then this is going to be magnified for an entire week of discussion by schmucks like us that come on here and sit here and talk about that for an entire week because you know I will if anything happens with the Chargers like that and then it blows a bet for me. Or like it's it's just that much more difficult if you're a head coach in the NFL to take those risks and have them not pay off. Now, if you look at Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick has no offensive coordinator. You're hearing that the offense looks all over the place in camp. But if they come out and they play well, you go, you're at least giving Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt because of his resume. He's got the resume to take more risks. They're his own type of risk. They're not the same as Brandon Staley. But if Brandon Staley had a resume already of consistent success pulling this type of stuff off, going by the numbers and analytics more specifically and more going for it on fourth down, he wouldn't get criticized. But because he hasn't he hasn't established that track record yet, there's going to be more of the criticism on him. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, totally. And, and J-Rod, I, I think that the, the Staley thing is going to be a tipping point in the NFL for coaches. If he wins a Super Bowl, it's a copycat league. What happened? McVay got popular. Everyone wants a handsome coach <laughs> with an offensive background. That's the way it works, right? Now, if, if Staley wins, we're going to have more of coaches like this that want to go all in with the math. Like what, what the math says, I'm going for it. Fourth down for my own 18 second quarter, I'm going for it. We're going to see more coaches like Staley if he wins. And if he gets fired, I think teams are going to say, uh-oh, we might have went too far on this. I'm not hiring the next Brandon Staley now. Well, you know, it, it's funny. In that article, they they said, you know, what coach went for it the least on fourth down? And it's probably the oldest guy. It was Pete Carroll. In other words, I think that there's a reason why, and, and I don't believe in the theory of, hey, we've always done it this way, but there's a reason why you don't go for it on fourth down in your own territory in certain situations, because it's not going to work. You're putting more pressure on your defense and you're going to shoot yourself in the foot when you do it. But listen, I grew up in Southern California, so I'm all about fading the Chargers anytime I can bet against them. It, it's always take the over and the Chargers are going to blow it. The first live bet I ever made in my life, you know, when live betting didn't even exist, it was a Patriots-Chargers playoff game when Marty Schottenheimer was the coach and the Chargers went into the locker room with the lead. I looked at my buddy and I said, I'll bet you whatever it is, the Chargers blow this game. And they said, okay. And sure enough, they blew the game because that's what the Chargers do. So it'll be interesting. I mean, they're plus 250 <laughs> to win the AFC West. Um, I, I, again, I think it's I think it's the Chiefs thing, and I'm on the Raiders Week One in LA because that's going to be a home game for the Raiders. Wasn't that the game? Was it Troy Brown? Was that was the it was like the, it yes. was an interception by the Chargers, and then Troy Brown Fall stripped down. them. Yeah, fall down. What Hell are you yeah. doing running? Uh, fall down. I mean, in retrospect, we got to bet on Belichick against Marty Schottenheimer. It should have been free money for all of us, you know, 16, 17 years ago. When that was all right, let, let's go over some other teams that we want to fade this year or we don't want to bet on unbettable teams. So the Chargers all worry us. I mean, I love the ceiling. The ceiling is Super Bowl for the Chargers, but week to week it's going to be a worry. Nick, who else? Who else are you looking at this year and saying I'm not betting on them or you're fading them? 
I'm absolutely staying away from the Lions. I don't. I understand that they're on. They're on hard knocks. Dan Campbell's an awesome personality. He's so likable. Clearly, he gets players to play hard for him. They were one of the best teams against the spread last year. Even if the Lions lost, they at least played hard. They're just not that good. There is so much money coming in on the over six and a half for them on the season. I mean, I'm even looking at just just week one alone right now. Seventy six percent of the money is coming in on the Lions to cover against the Eagles. I, I, first off, and I, I've, I've made this, this, I have said this already, so I'm not just saying this to you, Joe, because you're a Philly guy and all that. I actually love the Eagles now. I think the Eagles win the NFC East. The Cowboys are going to look, the Cowboys are in for a disaster of a season. It is falling apart quickly there. And you know my commanders aren't going to do anything anyway. So I'm I'm just, I, I accept the, the, the season and what it's going to be. But I really like Philadelphia, even with the questions around Jalen Hurts. Like seeing all of this hype and the public just loving the Lions so much. I Listen, halfway through the season, if it looks like it's more than just Dan Campbell talking about biting kneecaps and all these great speeches and they've actually improved as a team, and we see that he's a good head coach, good you know, in situational football, adjusting throughout games, then maybe I'm going to start leaning a little more towards the Lions as the season goes on. But right now, I'm just staying away from them. I'm not saying I'm ready to fade them every single week yet, but I just don't know. I don't want to fall into this Dan Campbell hype and all of this public hype around this team improving when really you got to think they still got Jared Goff at quarterback who without Sean McVay is not a great quarterback. They've, they've still got a lot of holes. I know they improved this offseason, especially, you know, little in the secondary. Jamison Williams, once he's healthy, you've got another weapon there. But right now it's a stay away from the Lions for me. Yeah, J-Rod, the, the Lions the hype is off the charts. I mean, they're getting some of the most tickets in the NFL, as Nick mentioned, for their over. They're getting a lot of tickets for week one against the, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Lions are on the right track. I think they have smart people in the front office. And, and Campbell might turn out to be a good coach. But think about it. When we're talking about the over and their win total, we're asking them to more than double their win total from last year. They won three games last season. Like, if you think they're winning seven or eight, that's a big jump from three to seven or eight. Listen, I'm a big fan of Jared Goff because, I mean, I'm a Rams fan. So I saw what he was able to do here. And, yeah, with Sean McVay. But I think the Lions have now – kind of changed up their offense for them. I'm not saying the Lions are going to win seven games, but I I love any Jared Goff props because I think he's going to do really well because now they're going to run the offense more, a lot of bootlegs, a lot of play action, which is what he had success with in uh, Los Angeles. I don't think Jared Goff forgot how to play how to play quarterback. Is he an elite quarterback? Probably not, but I think he's more than serviceable. So I, I think he's going to have a big year, and that's going to equal a lot of points. So if, if, if I'm on the Lions, I'm on points, a lot of points, always rolling on that over. I'm, that, that Philly game's already going to have an over for me as far as I'm concerned, although I am going to be a sucker. I am going to take the Lions and the points. I think they're going to lose because that's what the Lions do. Um, but I think Jared Goff's the one I'm looking for for more, for more anything if you're doing a, any sort of a wagering on the Lions this year. But them, I need to see it first. I'm with Nick. I need to, I need to you know, week four, week five, then I'll make my decision on the team. And, uh, and I'll say this too, the- like if, if- – no, say like because there's also a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype too around the Jags, right? Same win total as the Lions, six and a half. But the difference for me with Jacksonville, who I like, is they've got a new head coach. Like they've got a lot of changes. The Lions, it's not as many changes. One, you just actually have an adult professional head coach. Say what you want, maybe about Doug Peterson at the end of his time in Philadelphia, but he won a Super Bowl. Like there's an actual NFL head coach now in the building in Jacksonville. You've got a much better quarterback, at least potential-wise, than Trevor Lawrence. The hope is that this coaching staff, a lot of quarterback experience, will help get him back to what was expected of him when he was drafted, right? You add even Travis Etienne, who was a, a running back that could be a feature back 
for Jacksonville, who didn't even play at all last year. They improved their defense. So there's a lot more in terms of change in Jacksonville where I can understand the hype, whether you're looking at the win total, you're looking at, I mean, tons of money's coming in on them to cover against Washington week one. It makes more sense when you talk about a team like this that's right. seen all of this positive change versus just not as much with Detroit. Let me yeah. throw one more out, and, and we're, we'll throw some college football coming there aside. I think that one of the biggest question marks in the NFL no one is talking about is, is Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. I mean, we have no idea if this guy could coach. The Broncos are getting a ton of yeah. hype, and everyone wants to say that look, Russell Wilson's going to be for the Broncos what Brady was for the Bucks and what Stafford was for the Rams. And, and I can see the, the comparison, right? It makes sense, right? Great quarterback goes to a solid team. They go to the next level. But those teams had Sean McVay, and they had Bruce Arians. Like, I have no idea if Nathaniel Hackett could coach. None. And no one does. And everyone's like, well, Russell Wilson's there. I'm like, all right, well, what about the head coach? That, Jerry, I know you mentioned mm -hmm. the Broncos earlier. I'm not sure about them. Someone's got to finish fourth at AFC West. I I'm not sure about Denver this season. Yeah, I I'll, I'll go with Denver on a survivor week one just to get rid of them, and that way I never have to think about them the rest of the season. But, yeah, I'm with you. I'm scared to death. I think they're going to be awful. I think they're going to be last in that division. I think it's going to be an absolute – poop show in Denver. I think it's they're overblown oh, and overhyped. I love it. Joe O, uh, not with us. Aaron, not with us. But J-Rod is. Nick Ashew is. I'm Joe Giglio. On the other side, we'll do some college football. Week one plays, picks, and the early Thursday night game next right here on the Beck UL Network.